Hi, it's Cara Brown, and this is Watercolor Conversations. It's a place where I share my love of watercolor and my seeking, my teaching, my discoveries, the connections I see, and just in general what it's like to be alive at this time here on planet Earth. I hope that this meets a part of you that's longing to be met. Thanks for being here. Hello, I'm back. It's been a month, a month plus. I ended up getting my first virus in three years, which took my voice out of commission for a while. And I had great hopes of doing a podcast or two while I was away on vacation, but instead I was just trying to work on getting healthy, which never really happened. But anyway, here we are. So I'm back with a visit to an idea that has been living in me for a long time about how we have relationships with our paintings. And I'm thinking about even expanding this idea. I have some kind of sweet (laughs) stages of relationship that we can go through with our paintings, which is kind of, I don't know, humorous and amusing, although true, although true, that I will share too. But... But I also have been thinking lately because of an experience that I had with an organization that offers an online program for students to really learn to paint. And for me, that lacked a big piece of the puzzle. And I am so clear that what I am about in this thing that I do that we call teaching is fostering this relationship that we have with our paintings starting from the inception on. And it has me looking at something that the art world does as a standard practice, and that's the critique, where you submit your art for feedback. And often this is a really vulnerable thing to do and can feel like you're putting a piece of yourself out there. And sometimes they can be pretty hard on one And in a way, our egos are wrapped up in what we do. And of course, we want to have good feedback. And of course, it's hard to take criticism. And there's also a way that it's held, like a come from in critiques, at least in my experience, that disregards the fact that we are the vision holders for our pieces of art that we make and that what does anybody have to know or can anyone know about why it is we've made what we made and why it is we made the decisions that we did and even even if we know (laughs) often we don't know so that's why whenever I give feedback whether I say it directly or not it's always from the come from of if this were my painting, I would. And I know that that offers a form of guidance for people who haven't come this far down the path of making their own art as I have. And I know that it can be very helpful. But I have this sincere belief that I don't know and I can't know what anyone is up to with their art making. And... I have to take that into consideration when I'm giving anyone feedback about their precious creations. 
And yes, I know that sometimes being too precious about what we do is not helpful and holding it a little more lightly can be really useful, but it's also, there's a dishonoring or a holding of that what we do is less than or something. Um, anyway, let me let me share a little bit about what I did from a post about our relationship with our paintings, and then we'll see if something else comes to mind to say about all of this at the end. So I started this post talking about the time of year and whether or not what I was painting, since I paint nature, I paint flowers a lot, which come out of nature, and they're seasonal, whether or not they're aligned with the time of year that I am actually working on them. And that often when they are not, in other words, I was having a hard time with an apple blossom painting in August when the world is full of deep color and ripe fruit and vegetables and that fresh new blossoms of apples are not out there in the world. And I also have had struggles with painting rich chocolate while I was in Hawaii. For some reason, that just felt too like heavy and dense and I needed something more more buoyant. And so I switched to some plumeria blossoms. So there's a way in which the spirit of the time can imbue itself and even place uh, into our work. And it had me see and come up with these ideas of where we go with our paintings. I start here, that we begin with a courtship stage before ever starting a painting. The idea of it captivates us. We think about it. We might play with various versions of images. We may have a long engagement with the idea. I do. I have a whole folder of images that I call candidates, and I go visit it every now and then, especially when I'm finishing up on one, wondering who's next. But that's this whole conception stage, and that's that's kind of like a courtship. When the time comes to paint, hopefully, usually, we start out eager, hungry to paint, and can't wait to get going on this painting. And the first paint to touch the, our paper, because we're watercolorists, is thrilling as we dream of the finished painting. So I call this the Twitter-painted stage. After a while, we may hit what I call the ugly duckling stage, which often goes by less delicate names like the shit stage. But the first layers can look clunky, awkward, colors could be off. We might feel like we've lost our way. We might somewhere along the way hit an EGAD stage. We made a mistake. I have spilled an entire cup of tea with milk on a painting in progress. It like just blurred the paint. Unfortunately, it was mostly in the background and it stained a piece of the of the white paper that was going to stay white. Fortunately, I was able to clean it up enough and fortunately there was milk in the tea, which kept it from being too staining. But that was definitely an EGADS moment. And it can bring the terror that we have ruined this thing that we're working on. After a while, we might wonder if we will ever be done with this painting. It seems to be taking so long so now I say welcome to this sick and tired stage. And we might need a planned separation. I have done that. I have set paintings aside. If I just can't find the energy to sit down and paint, I go, okay, you've got to sit in the back of the stack in the studio for a little while. 
But once enough of it has come through, the spark that started the painting can return. It can re-energize us to see it through, to realize the vision. Maybe it doesn't even realize our vision. Maybe it's somewhat different, but it realizes our hope. Regardless, we've arrived in the home stretch. The Am I Done stage comes at or towards the end. Could be finished, but there's still places that might give us a little trouble when we look at them. There's something that might be funny looking or awkward. For me, when I'm at the end of a painting, it's often that it's all I can see are these parts. And they they kind of rise up like a pimple on your face. And this is where it's really, really, really good to have other artists, people who have an eye like we do, to to take a look at it and help us sort out what what's really maybe troublesome and what is fine to just leave well enough alone. With any luck, we'll eventually come to the, oh, there you are stage. For me, this is after it's been framed and I've moved in with the next painting. I've forgotten the parts that bugged me and I can see what everyone else has been seeing all along. The spirit that carries this painting that's entirely apart from me. You see, all of that doesn't feel in line with, even though there is a piece of there where, you know, there's like, what do you think, am I done? It doesn't feel in line with the way critiques are done with a kind of arm's length distance and evaluation through a certain I don't want to say academic necessarily, but it feels like all in the head, all in the mind kind of evaluation of of art and its impact. I'm a relationship-oriented person. I'm going to see pretty much anything that I can stretch my mind around towards the, into, into rather, the relationship lens. So, This is very personal to me. But it's also something that I've seen that works, is to have people start with their desire and see it through and get help when they're stuck and carry on and have other people say, no, 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 you're just too close to it. I always say we have the unenviable job of painting our own paintings. We're the ones zoomed way down into the details of them while we paint them, and everyone else sees them at the viewing distance. You know, my dad used to say six feet. That's, That's how far we're supposed to be from a piece of art in order to take it in. It's like looking at a whole person instead of the microscopic pores on their face, of their skin. You can't get the essence when you're down in that level of detail. And I have to tell you that every now and then I will get from one of the artists slash students in my group, I will offer some feedback from the standpoint of if if this were my painting and they push back on me and they say, "Ah, I don't think so. And it gives me a huge thrill because they're taking authorship of their work. They're the one with the vision and not me. And so why, why not? We all get to say no. Whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is that you're creating in life, and everybody's creating something, 
know that there's no one else in all of time who, who could do what you do and could have done what you've done. And there's a preciousness to what you do because of that. And that, as I have said in a previous podcast, as I learned from Tara Sophia Moore, that feedback is 100% about the giver of it. And whatever it is that keeps you in the game, not that this is a game, but that's an expression, that keeps you in it, that keeps you creating, that keeps you curious and wanting for the next and the next and the next thing to make, that's the thing that is to include in your life. So if it's standard critiques, then go big. But I myself am a pretty big chicken about them. I also think that there's a way in which the channeling quality of what we do, that the art that comes through us is really coming through us and that it isn't something that we're entirely responsible for, that that kind of critique doesn't honor that reality as I see it. So, okay, I'm back. It's good to be here. It's good to be posting another podcast with you. Um, Thank you so much for being here with me. And I hope to do another one soon. And keep painting. Keep doing your love. Thanks.